everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I am your Tuesday host, Charles Curtis, and we just had a really awesome story uh, published on the website yesterday uh, about ESPN's Stephen A. Smith, who is everywhere these days. He's on Get Up, he's on First Take, he's got his radio show, and uh, our our awesome managing editor, Nina Mandel, got to go and visit him. So I'm, I'm going to ask her about you know, kind of behind the scenes and stuff that she didn't include in the awesome piece that you should go click on right away immediately. Uh, lots of people sharing it. So, Nina, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, thank you for joining uh, the Fourth Win podcast. You did it recently. We, we did a little uh, pre-U.S. Open uh, thing with Serena Williams, which obviously uh, got really interesting. But then on Labor Day, you got to go to ESPN's new big uh, South Street Seaport studios to hang out with Stephen A. Smith. Smith, what was that like uh, for you to, to, to hang out with a guy who we see on our TV and, and airwaves like uh, everywhere? Yeah, I did. Um, it was really cool. So I first want to say the studio was really nice. And I was like, this is like a nice place to work. Um, but yeah, so hanging out with Stephen A., uh, what made me so interested in him is really that he is everywhere. And he's increasingly everywhere on ESPN. I think whenever you turn on the TV, He's right there. Um, And he has sort of this very bombastic kind of signature voice that I think we're all very familiar with. So my first question was really, is that how he talks all the time? Is that how, you know, is that the conversation we're going to be having? Um, And I found out that he does sometimes, you know, when he's making a point, it goes up to that. That's just sort of his natural thing to do. But um, like Max Kellerman said in my piece, he definitely pulls it out when he knows the camera is on him more than he does in his normal life. But he was very nice. Yeah, and that's true, right, for, like, every person who's on television. Like, I know that when I start this podcast, I'm definitely like, okay, I've got to, like, psych myself up and get my voice going so I'm not just talking like this. But, yeah, I I, I think Stephen A., you know, the the word affect comes to mind. But from what I'm reading in in your piece, it just seems like this is a guy with a lot of passion and a lot of drive and a lot of – and it doesn't stop for him, right? Is that kind of what the big takeaway was for you at least or, I don't know, a takeaway that readers should have? Yeah, I think so. I think that one of the things Stephen A. spoke a lot about was wanting to perform for, you know, a nice, loyal thing to have. But he talked a lot about how when he's under contract, he wants to be the best. He wants to win. He wants to win the rating wars. He wants to make his employer, which in this case is ESPN – happy that they invested in him. And once that contract is up and once he's in contract negotiations, he wants all the money. He wants everything. You know, he wants the opportunity. He wants everything. And it sort of made me wonder if, how that affects the way he talks about athletes who also go through similar, not similar things, but, you know, negotiations with their contracts and how they're performing and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, it was so funny. Uh, you see in the videos that, that you got uh, of, of Stephen A and you hanging out, um, you showed him a, a tweet that made fun of him, which I thought was awesome for you to do. And I, the reaction on Twitter was really funny. There were people saying, I saw one tweet that was, this is the most important piece of content on the internet, that you showed him a, what, five-year-old tweet that made fun of him. Like, I, you know, what what made you come to that decision to just like, you know, here you go, here's a tweet that totally rips on, you know, Stephen A. Smith's uh, way of speaking and, and uh, use of language. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that makes Stephen A so important in our media landscape is what a thing he is on Twitter. And that's maybe not a really eloquent way to put it. But Twitter, you know, we're a social sports website here at For the Win. Twitter talks about Stephen A all of the time. So I'm always very curious how aware he is 
that part of the reason he's so popular and part of the reason he is such a big personality is how much it is discussed on Twitter and social media um, and how people view him there. And one of the funny things about Stephen A is he really, I don't think he means it the way he says it, but he really dislikes bloggers. And I think what he means by that is people who didn't put the work in that he did, that aren't reporters, that don't know him, that don't like respect him for what he did. So I was sort of curious how these worlds of what makes him popular partially and you know these two worlds kind of combine together and so i think what you saw was me showing this tweet and then being like super awkward about it because i don't really know how you follow up with that and had to really thought that through <laughs> it, it came out as a really good video because he's kind of like okay but then he kind of gets into look like jamie fox is playing a stephen a smith parody in a movie uh, you've got you know all these people imitating him. i mean you didn't even bring it up but i when i think of stephen a smith i think of years ago when uh, I think it was Deadspin discovered that video of somebody with a, a sock puppet making fun of Stephen A. Yes, Smith. And every, yeah, everything I say is important, you know, and I, and he came back to the NBA draft, what, three more times or whatever it was, that guy. And it's just to me like uh, Stephen A. Smith seems to accept that, right? Like that he knows that, that as somebody who is as popular as he is and as busy and everywhere as he is, he's going to have to deal with um, parody and, and and I don't know. He seems to take it just fine. Yeah, I think he thinks it. He thinks of it as a sign that he's super famous and he's doing well, which I think he's probably not wrong on. You know, if he wasn't yeah. all over ESPN, there wouldn't be tweets like this about him. And I think he's sort of like, all right, how much money do you make every year? You know. <laughs> yeah. One one thing I wanted to go back to was something you talked about with with sort of the blogger thing, and this is what I love when when we and and one of the joys I get about working at For the Win is that we get to cover the media in a way that we treat them like similarly like athletes, not totally, but to an extent, you know, you, you, we talk about contracts and, uh, you know, uh, uh, when, when somebody leaves, we do Twitter, you know, we just did something with Jamel Hill the other day when she announced that she was parting ways with ESPN and vice versa, um, you know, Twitter reaction and all that. And we interview these folks, um, and to, to sort of hear about their take on bloggers, which I'm sure there are, are athletes who say the same thing. The interesting thing to me is when we find out, and I did the same thing with uh, Stephen A's former partner, Skip Bayless, was finding out, like, they spend a lot of time uh, talking to sources. Like, they are they have not, like, left the reporting thing behind. They have continued to, to uh, you know, uh, color their views with news, with, or, you know, with, with behind-the-scenes reporting with certain things. And I think that that doesn't always come out on these shows. And when you find that out with Stephen A, like, you said he spends a lot of time on his phone, or he has two separate phones, right? That's what you said? Yeah, he has, like, he has separate phone numbers. I wasn't, I should have asked, but it wasn't really clear if it was two separate phones or separate phone numbers. But there's one right. phone that when it goes off, no matter what he's doing, like if he's on air, he'll find a way to like not be on air so that he can answer the phone call. Yeah, and, and that that's like when we when we see Adam Schefter doing his thing on the air, that's what yeah. we expect. But with Stephen A., I don't think like the normal viewer realizes that these guys are and, and, and reporters in general are are still doing this. So did you that surprise you or like is that something that you agree with that like it's kind of surprising to find out about? Um, I actually sort of expected that. I think that the reason we listen to these people is because we assume that they're more plugged in than us. You know, if if I wanted to get up there and had as much charisma and personality as Stephen A, I still think people wouldn't watch me because you know like. These people aren't calling me. I'm not that kind of reporter. I haven't, you know, I don't have the history that he's had. So I think that you have to have as authoritative as he has. And I think he's very proud of that um, because I think that's where he gets the confidence 
for all of his arguments because he knows he's more right, or at least in his head, he believes he's more right because he has all these people backing him up. Um, and I think it's just really, really important to him that he keeps those relationships. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's true for a lot of these, these, you know, we call them talking heads, but it just seems to me like with, you know, when people are shouting the phrase hot take at like Skip Bayless and, you know, and there are some, you know, opinions that they have, but we should remember that they are colored by these sources they're talking to uh, uh, sometimes. Um, what what about like Stephen A's background? You know, it, uh, my most fascinating takeaway was also that he has these sisters that he argued with as a kid and then he went on The View and he was sort of thinking about all that. Yeah, so that was so much fun. So his sister Carmen, who every time I've talked to Stephen A, so it's all two times, he's mentioned Carmen's lasagna. Carmen's hmm. lasagna apparently amazing. Anyway, so I met the famous Carmen who makes the famous lasagna. And I asked her about that, and she sort of laughed and said, yeah, you know, Stephen A makes it seem like we all beat him up and we argued with him all the time, but, you know, he was the little one, so he didn't get it too bad. But, yeah, I think he grew up in a very colorful household. Um, that kind of colors how he had to, you know, he's the youngest, the youngest out of uh, a bunch of siblings, and he had to sort of learn how to speak up for himself. Um, their mom, I think, was very opinionated they always they talked about how the reason Stephen A loves General Hospital is because it was on TV when you got home and you do not argue that it was on TV when you got home because that's what you're going to watch because that's what their mom wanted to watch so yeah I think that it definitely was fun to hear about how much that colored sort of who he became in the sports world yeah was there anything you left out uh, of the piece that you you know any any little fun nuggets that you you had to leave out of of the story that you want to share Oh, I don't know if it's a fun nugget, but one thing that really struck me is at the end of, you know, in the middle of the piece, I talk about how he had to take a little more time off than he normally wants to because he was going through all this stuff with his family. And that came from, I sort of, I in interviews, I don't know if you do this, but I asked sort of like the pup question of, all right, thanks so much. Is there anything else I should know? And I know we're good or no, I've spent like a million hours with you and I'm so tired of your face. He just sort of got quiet and emotional and started talking about everything he'd been through. And that kind of really struck me as this has been a pretty transformative year for him, not only just as a journalist who's getting or as a, you know, personality on ESPN who's getting bigger, who's getting more money invested in him, but someone who's going through a lot of very human stuff. Um, And I kind of wonder how that will color his future plans and sort of even what we see him arguing about on TV. Yeah, that, that, I remember when, when he spoke on TV about his mom. We posted that, yeah. and it was just so tough to see. For somebody who, his emotions always seem to go in this, like, flabbergasted, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the top blown off his head kind of moment, and then there's this really human moment. And it's happened on ESPN a bunch. Um, yeah. Tony Reale on, on Around the Horn when he had to talk about losing uh, one of his children right mm-hmm. after birth. Like, you know, it... It, th- those are the moments that you sit back and you go like the, these, you know, what, what these people are going through and to see it happen on live TV is just, it's tough to see. And, and it's really interesting to kind of dive inside what Stephen A's last year was like, because he, he's been a part of that for so long. Um, do you think like the future for him is, you know, you kind of talk about how he, his ambitions are maybe late night. Like, do you see that future for him or, or do you think that, that, it's, you know, sports for life and maybe, you know, um, uh, not going outside of that necessarily in the future. Yeah, I don't know. The one thing I asked, so I don't, 
he, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if he'll listen to this podcast, but he would get mad at me for this. I don't see him doing late night. I don't, I just, I don't see okay. him working. But one of the things um, he sort of shied away from was getting into politics, but I really could see him getting more into politics and doing the same thing sort of um, maybe on one of the political networks or something. One of the things he also talked about, he really wanted to be more on like Good Morning America and the bigger programs that uh, Disney owns. So maybe we'll see more of that. I think that's probably the most likely thing. But I think no matter what, he will be yelling at everyone and winning debates in his head at least um, for the rest of his life. Yes, uh, and, and, and he's good at that. And it's funny, this, this piece came out the same day that the various blogs around the internet found, uh, or they didn't find it, but they recorded him talking about, you know, what he would say about uh, potential Supreme Court Judge uh, Kavanaugh, uh, you know, saying, like, I have so much to share about what's going on, but I'm not going to do it. And so that to me... Because, and he specifically, you know, like ESPN Sports uh, Sports Network, you know, like you you know that that's bubbling inside of him. So I could see actually a sort of a pivot. And I'm trying to think, wasn't he on something where he spoke about politics? I want to say it's CNN, like fairly recently, maybe last year, was it? I, I'm trying to remember. So I think he's got an aptitude for it and can certainly do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I think he has like, I think he has the confidence in himself and the ability, like, you know, people's, you can say a lot about Stephen A, but he's better at debating people than most of us are. And that's why he's famous. Right. Um, so I, I don't really see why that wouldn't translate over to something other than sports. Well, yeah. And he talked about how with the late night thing, he, d- he doesn't know how he do the monologue because he's not a comedian. And to me, I was like, no, 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 you don't need to do a monologue. Like maybe your monologue would just be like one long like, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a Stephen Colbert rant, you know, it could be, you know, just an angrier Stephen, you know, because Stephen Colbert kind of weaves in humor with it. And Stephen A would do that, but I think he would get really serious. So maybe late night, but like, I don't know, I'm trying to compare to um, uh, what's that HBO show that that does politics every Friday that is escaping me right now. Famous comedian who's been doing for decades. Bill Maher. Bill Maher, right? So the Bill Maher show, but slightly angrier, you know, because again, that's another show that uses like, humor. Do you want to watch that? I don't. So I watched Colbert like before. All right, let's be honest. I don't watch Colbert because I don't stay up that late. But like, if I did, right. I would watch Colbert before I went to bed. Do you really want to see before you go to bed? Like, no offense to him, I would hang out again. It was a blast at ESPN, but he is not the last person I want to see when I'm falling asleep. All right, so so now we're pitching the Stephen A. political show midday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board. Um, if you know, if he wants to do that, but you know, we the big takeaway again among the takeaways that we discussed is like, I really you know my respect for him. It, it's always been there, but it's like amazing to see him channel whatever that is that keeps brewing inside of him um, that he talked to you about, and to see him channel it in such a way to just be like the hardest one of the hardest working men in. Uh, or women in in sports show business like that is just like how does yeah. he keep doing that and not sleep like damn like take take a nap you know <laughs> i did That's... see him drink coffee so that happened they had this really sweet coffee machine at the new ESPN studios and i saw him there so maybe that's it maybe it's just a lot of coffee okay coffee so, so that's opinions. what it is did, did you get did you get <laughs> coffee there because we know that you love coffee too uh i did not get coffee there because i got it before i came up but they did have um I had some of that, and that was pretty sweet. So thanks, ESPN. <laughs> All right, you can catch everything Nina does. Nina, what's your your Twitter handle again? Are you at Nina Mandel? Uh huh. Two L's. 
Two L's. There we go. Not one like, uh, is it Howie? Not one like Stuart Mandel. Yeah. Or Howie. Yeah. Or Howie. Right. There you go. Nina, thanks so much for joining us and and thanks for, for writing such an awesome story. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate it.